Welcome to the Innovation World Young Collaborators podcast series. My name is Arne Bother and I am 14 years old. I live in Aurora, Illinois, and I'll be hosting today's podcast episode, which is titled Fields of Unity, Rebuilding Israeli Agriculture. Our guest today comes from Tel Aviv, Israel. She and thousands of other volunteers aid local farmers in harvesting their crops. Please join me in welcoming Ms. Galit Zamler to the show. Hi. Hi, Arne. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you for inviting me here. That's good. I'm really excited to learn more about what you do. So can you start by introducing yourself and tell us about the problem you're trying to solve and why it's an important issue to you? Okay, so um, I'm Galit Zamra from Israel, as you said, and uh, I'm an entrepreneur and I also encourage uh, the young generation to choose the entrepreneurial uh, path through my Entrepreneurship for Kids program, which has been taught in dozens of Israeli schools and also abroad, also in the USA, India, China, Vietnam, Brazil, and more. And am I also the co-founder of Vicathon for running experiential hackathons. Um, do you know what uh, hackathons are? Yes, I've looked into a few. They sound very interesting. I've never participated in one, but I've always wanted to. Uh, okay, uh, we have one uh, <laughs> uh, next month. I I can invite you, but I'm not sure oh, the okay. hours will suit you, uh, mm-hmm. but we can check, okay? That'd be cool. Uh, it's a virtual one. So mm-hmm. I just I will say that for those who, doesn't, who don't know that hackathons are um, events in where the, the participants work in teams and they need to solve in a creative way a challenge that is presented to them and they develop it as a business plan for a project. And at the end, they present their, uh, they pitch their idea to a panel of judges and in front of everyone. And we, the judges score all ideas and we announce the, uh, the winners. And this is the how it goes uh, hackathon. During the hackathon, we also make some uh, workshops, uh, uh, lectures and things like this. And then, um, so, but this is ha- this has nothing with uh, the problem that I'm trying to solve. The the problem I will give you the background so you understand the context of the problem. Okay, on October seven, uh, Hamas uh, they uh, attack attacked Israeli civilians. Uh, they kidnapped uh, uh, civilians. They raped, burned alive, and. Um, uh, before October 7, we had uh, plenty of foreign uh, uh, workers, um, especially in the agriculture, and uh, m- uh, many of them were from Thailand. And uh, because uh, on October 7, uh, 39 of the Thai workers were murdered and 32 were kidnapped. And when all other uh, Thais workers saw this, they decided immediately to leave Israel because we understand it's not their country. They don't have to be here. And the Thai king supported them by giving them free flight tickets. And most of them left our country and our farmers who were... um, they, they were their workers uh, left without uh, workers here to pick up all the uh, crop and uh, that's the problem that um, we we faced then I see so yeah that's probably a really big issue because like you need all this food and now these farmers don't have a lot of work and like help so what programs or initiatives have you developed or taken part in to solve this problem and what do you do when helping farmers 
So uh, what happened is that the farmers were, were so desperate for three weeks, no one could reach the fields and go there because they were under missiles. And, uh, and when they could get there, they understood that there is no one to pick the, uh, the fruits and vegetables. So some of them published on uh, WhatsApp or Facebook uh, on their own pages. It wasn't organized at all uh, and shared about their situation. And when uh, other people saw this, like me, uh, we decided that we are going to help them and uh, volunteer. And uh, uh, I think that uh, all farmers in Israel need help because uh, the Thais workers left us. Uh, every, but what I uh, preferred is to go to Gaza Strip. Uh, it's in the south of Israel where the... Uh, they, where they are under attack from the, the Hamas because many of the volunteers, they are afraid to go there. But uh, I said they are the most who need us. So I decided to go there and uh, I do it with a friend of mine. We go, uh, we do it uh, once a week. We try to do it uh, every week, but it's not always uh, happens. But many others volunteers uh, do the same. And when we uh, go out and help the farmers, we do whatever they ask us to do, uh, the best that we can. So I can tell you that I already uh, picked the uh, pomelos, uh, lemons, clementines, uh, uh, green uh, uh, onions, uh, red uh, pe uh, gamba peppers, and um, uh, cauliflowers. And I prepared the beds for the strawberries and um I also trimmed the branches of lemon trees. It's uh, uh, you know, do uh, just an operation uh, maintenance uh, part. So we do whatever they need us to do. Very nice. I love how everyone's coming to help these farmers, and I think it's a really great community. It's very inspiring. So, what were some major obstacles or challenges you encountered while implementing these programs, and how did you overcome them? So. Uh, Unlike the Thais workers who are very experienced and are used to this work, uh, you know, I used to work, uh, my work is in front of the computer. I'm not, I'm not used to work in the fields and that uh, many of the volunteers, the same as me, we are not used to that. So this was, is the challenge for us to do such um, a physical work that we are not used to. But and we are not so efficient uh, like the Thais workers. The farmers say that we do ten percent uh, of their work. <laughs> but uh, since we are many volunteers with a good will, uh, so we manage to help the farmers. Uh, also, something which I found is difficult is that uh, you need to bend down, when, especially when uh, like uh, it's a uh, low crops like uh, the uh, green onion or strawberries. And it's not easy for us to do it uh, for long hours. So we need to take breaks from time to time. That's also why we are not so uh, efficient. Another obstacle that we tackled was at the beginning when we understood the farmers need help, but it was a big mess because this is something that had never happened here in Israel, the, that uh, the farmers needed help and how can we help them it was very uh, it wasn't organized but then some um, uh, organization uh, organized this and i can mention one that i i 
go uh, through them. It's called the Leket Israel. Uh, before October 7, this organization, the, the farmers were the one who helped this organization by giving the um, uh, uh, the, the last crops that are left uh, uh, every uh, season. Uh, and they took all this and gave it to people in need. And since October 7, uh, the the organization is the one who helps the farmers who the, until then were the, so it's amazing. And uh, that, you know, we all do the best as we can to help them. I totally understand. But yeah, I love that you guys are like trying and you're doing your best because that's really cool. Uh, yes. Thank you. But I just want to mention that there mm-hmm. is... And there is um, one obstacle that haven't been solved yet, and you know it. We we can't really do a lot about it. It's in the north of our country, where uh, we are being at, under attack from the Hezbollah uh, there, and um, people left their home. They can't stay there, or also the farmers left their fields, and we can't go there and help them. And we just uh, see all um, the crop that we lose. But we have nothing to do because there were farmers who tried to go there and uh, walk the land, but um, some of them were killed. So we don't take the chance anymore. That's horrible. Yeah. So um, on a more positive note, what outcomes or successes have you achieved so far? Um, I think uh, first we helped many farmers. So, so this is, uh, and we also uh, rescued the Israeli uh, food security. When you go to the supermarket and you see all the vegetables and fruits, and I just wonder, okay, who are the volunteers who pick them up? So you understand that things are working. Uh, maybe in the, not in the best way, but we have food. We we, we there's no lack of food, and. Um, when we you go to the we help the farmers and we see all the containers being filled in so it makes you feel that you uh, success with what you are doing and when we um in some farmers we that we helped we called them a week later to if they need us our help again and they say no everything's uh, already has been picked so you know they got uh, all uh, help that uh, they needed so this is kind of a success. And when you see the smile return to their faces, also make you feel good that you know that you are doing uh, something good here. Yeah, that's amazing. We don't often think about where like our food comes from when we're in the supermarket, but there's a lot that goes into it. So that's really good. Yes. <laughs> so right. what is your background and how do you become involved in solving this problem? So I, as I told you, my background is I'm an entrepreneur and I encourage entrepreneurship uh, from an early age and um, and encourage a mind, develop mindset of entrepreneurship in kids and things like this. And so there is no really connection between what I'm doing uh, in my daily uh, life and uh, in this uh, volunteering. But since I'm a citizen here in Israel and I uh, see the... The, the problem the, and the need in supporting our farmers, that made me uh, be part of it. And maybe uh, the connection that I can see is uh, as an um, uh, entrepreneur, I always say that uh, to start entrepreneurship, you need to uh, be aware of your surrounding, uh, identify needs and do something about it. And this is kind of what happened to me. I uh, saw the 
the farmers that they needed help. And I decided to do something about it. So I uh, opened a WhatsApp group and me and my friend, we encourage people to join us every week that we go. That's why also um, we publish on Facebook uh, pictures. Uh, we, we take pictures to, and publish because we want to uh, others to see uh, that we are going and they still need our help. So go and help them. Mm, that's really good. Yeah, I love that you're helping these farmers. Um, so do you think, uh, like, what are your future goals for helping these farmers? Do you think these issues will be permanent for them? Or do you think the workers will come back? So uh, following uh, my um, involvement in this activity, I believe that Israel should uh, do a few things. One is to encourage school students to go and help the farmers. They already do do it now, but uh, it's something that is need to be uh, in the curriculum. Uh, mm -hmm. Once a week, they go. Uh, students go out and walk the land and help the farmers. This way, they won't just help the farmers; they also be um, connect, feel connected to our land. Mm -hmm. Something that is missing these days. Um, and um, I, I can tell you that going out, uh, walking in the nature, is uh, it makes you feel good, and also um, it's enjoyable when you play mu music in the background. So it also can be fun for the students when they go out with their uh, classmates. Um, and I think that our government should uh, do and take some steps. Um, in, to help the farmers, like encouraging, uh, make it attractive for unemployees to go out and work with the farmers because now they don't want to do it and because it's not so attractive. It's a physical work. It's not easy. Um, so, uh, but uh, things can be done. The, if the taste can, could come here and work, uh, why people who don't have work won't work there? Uh, people need them. And uh, I have... Um, a dream, and I wish I will uh, fulfill it. I I would like to take students uh, to farmers, and uh, I know that students are already well, and then make a hackathon uh, where I will ask them to come uh, to uh, detect issues that they uh, saw uh, when working in the farmer in the farms, and they come up with solutions. And uh, because when I go out there and I see so many uh, issues that can be solved, uh, I think this is amazing. What can we do here? That sounds like a really good idea because they'll connect the kids with the farmers. But that also sounds very interesting to find issues to try to solve. So this kind of goes along, but it's something I've been wondering. Is Israel as a whole trying to reduce dependence on foreign workers? Um. Yes, I, I can. First, look, I don't know exactly what our government is doing, but I know that uh, um, I, I don't know if you know, but Israel is considered to be a startup nation. And uh, once uh, entrepreneurs uh, went volunteer like me and saw that there are many things that can be improved and um, be more uh, efficient. So uh, we understand that you can um, come up with a technology to reduce uh, the dependence in these uh, uh, foreign workers. So um, I hope my uh, government is working uh, on it. Uh, in the meantime, people are volunteering and helping them and school students uh, go uh, go there and help them. And, um, and I believe that via advanced technology, we will reduce uh, this uh, uh, independence then. Mm -hmm. 
So what kind of new technologies do you think the agricultural industry needs and why? Um, I tell you, when you go there and work with the farmers, only then you understand that, uh, all the needs and what can be done. Um, I give you some examples for, you know, the very simple one. It's not just about advanced technologies, some very simple. Um, I noticed that the farmers, uh, the, the volunteers, they came along the day. They don't come all uh, at once. So every time volunteers come, the farmers uh, stop everything and explain them what to do. And the volunteers are uh, others from day to day. They are not the same volunteers. So they need to explain it again and again. So here they can make a clips, uh, record clips. Uh, they may, may get help from the students and that will make it more engaging with their vibes uh, explaining what they need to do uh, for every uh, farmer. Uh, it can be also on a website where, because there are websites where to volunteer and how and uh, what there is needed. So, so just put them there and people will decide where they want to volunteer. This is uh, one example. I can give you... Um, when I picked up cucumbers, uh, they are green and uh, and the leaves are also green. And it happened that it's very difficult for you as a human being to detect the cucumbers uh, among all these leaves. So what happened is that we, um, uh, it consumed a lot of time of us because we need to go over the line again and again just to pick all the cucumbers. So if there was something that will detect for you the cucumbers, I believe there it can be such a technology. It's not so advanced. Or, uh, for example, the farmer, he asked us to pick only the big uh, cucumbers. And I use uh, in, at my home to, to eat in, uh, not the big ones, uh, but the, uh, not the smaller ones. And uh, I decided uh, I, or I picked those that I medium ones. Okay, let's say. And then the farmer told me that I'm wasting his cucumbers. <laughs> so maybe they can be something that not just will detect the, uh, the cucumbers, but also will tell you uh, uh, what to pick and now and what to pick later. Um, this is uh, just uh, uh, an example. Or when we picked um, clementines or lemons, for example, you put them on a bag, in the bag. And you, the, the bag is... Um, Big, is big, has been filled very soon. So we need to go to the big container and uh, empty there all the uh, clementines and come back to the tree. So we wasted here a lot of uh, time doing just go, uh, go and come back. Um, so why won't they use, um, for example, yes, there can be other solutions, but uh, autonomous vehicles, uh, not big as the container, but uh, modest one. So we will empty the bags to this one who will follow us and go there and empty it by himself and come back. It will it can save a lot of time. And when you save time, you need uh, less uh, workers and less foreign workers. Um, so and for example, you know, some uh, very simple. Even though we, when we took the bag with the clementines and go to the big container, and you need to go back to the line where you were picking. Uh, and we also wasted the time of uh, thinking at what line we were working on and uh, on what tree. 
and you just can uh, sign the lines and the trees, something very special, uh, simple, but can make things much uh, more efficient. Yeah, I love all these ideas. There's so many different ways that you can improve it. And I think that'd be like really great for students if you did a hackathon. There's lots of different things that they could come up with. So um, what in what ways can people support um, these farmers or help you and like these organizations? Um, I tell you the truth that being here with you is already a kind of support because the support is basically mental. Um, we really don't expect uh, people from all over the world come and help. But um, uh, although I, I met a few people who came, I remember one from Australia who came to for uh, two months here, here to Israel just to volunteer with the farmers and uh, one from uh, London and who came for two weeks and he said he has never been in Israel before. It was amazing to hear that. Um, so this is something uh, uh, nice. Uh, just by understanding our situation, and um, this is something uh, that you uh, people can support us. No need to do anything uh, about it. And you know, um, I know it's a very uh, complex situation for us, but I believe that because of these difficult times, uh, great uh, things will happen. And uh, Israel is already uh, well known for uh, its uh, advanced technology in agriculture, like the irrigation systems and uh, using a smart, the, in a smart way, uh, how do you say the word, uh, uh, fertilizers. And so, uh, but now when we see all the other needs, I'm sure that uh, advanced technology will come up out of it and it will promote uh, our uh, high-tech uh, ecosystem here. That's amazing. So to end off, could you share with us um, a personal story that um, illustrates how your activities have helped farmers? Uh, yes. Um, I, you know, you every time, I'm sure it's happened to you as well. You remember the first time. <laughs> we always remember the first. So I can, I remember the first uh, uh, farmer that we, uh, we saw the post uh, on Facebook and we decided uh, that was the first time that we, we, are, we were going to help him. And uh, it was in uh, Gaza Strip. It was, it wasn't, um, uh, very uh, secure there, but we decided that we will go there. And uh, we find uh, there his father, not the farmer itself, but his father. And after we helped uh, uh, picking up uh, the, the all the crops, uh, he made us a modest uh, dinner in the in the farm. We were about twenty five volunteers there, and uh, he shared his story. And he said that he was injured in another um, war. And um, he decided to give the farm to his son. And uh, his son was very happy with the farm till that day. And when there were three weeks that he couldn't get into the farm and uh, pick the uh, cherry tomatoes and the cucumbers that he had, and he saw that everything begins to rot and uh, he become um, uh, very stressed and his father was afraid for his health uh, of his son and he was the one who published this post um, and we came and after while we were helping him he called his son and told him that 
everything is okay. People are here and volunteering. And the son couldn't believe that people will leave everything and um, won't ask for money and just come to help. This is, uh, uh, it makes him very happy. And a week later, when we called him and asked if he needs help, and he said, no, everything is done fine, and I don't need any help anymore. And I told him, you know, your father is amazing. And he says, my, he said, my father is a king. And when you hear this story, it makes you feel that you are part of, you know, people who care about each other. And... I'm proud uh, being a part of it. That's a beautiful story. I love it. And what you've done is just so amazing. I really enjoyed learning about everything that you and other people are doing. And I'm sure our audience has um, too. So I wish you the best of luck with everything that you're doing in the future. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. You're welcome. So you can learn more about this program and others by visiting innovationworld.org. Thank you for joining the Innovation World Young Collaborators podcast series. This is Aaron Bothor signing off.